So, what would you do if your significant significant other turned into a rain cloud? Probably not point a gun at the police. Step one. Step one: Don't point a gun at the police. That Step was pretty two. metal, though. That was pretty metal. Like I get that was, very that was pretty sick. Step two: Do you break up with them? Because like clearly, it's not gonna work out. Nah. How you gonna date a rain cloud? The same way that Sokka dated the moon. You don't. But you don't Wait, break this... up. Technically, Sokka never did break up with... What was his name? Yue. Yue. He, they Princess never broke Yue. up with Yue. They never no. technically broke up. They never technically got together. True. Welcome to another episode of Jordo's Bizarre Podcast. Today we're bearing the weather and hoping a sunshine girl brings us some good weather to bask in while you enjoy another episode with Uchi and myself. Today, we are covering Weathering With You, which was created and directed by Shinkai Makoto. Yeah, I want to hear your first impressions first. Okay, so it looked immaculate when it started. The mm-hmm. animations were great right off the bat, without getting into depth about it. And I was really excited. I was like, this is going to have a cool, like, a very cool aesthetic and a very cool premise, going in with no knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly my first impression, and I won't say anything else until we keep going. Okay. I guess my first impressions. Uh, this is the second time I've watched the movie. The first time I watched the movie. It's going to come out harsh, right? But I was actually kind of disappointed. I was kind of disappointed in the movie the first time, right? Mm. And, like, it might be a little unfair to compare it to Your Name or Kimi no Nawa. But it... it Following that movie, which I, in my opinion, consider a perfect anime movie, this was disappointing. And, like, I felt like, okay, maybe I was just being overly harsh. You know, like, nothing's going to be, like, as great as that movie. So, second time around, kind of added more to my disappointment. Added more to your disappointment? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll get into deeper takes about yeah. that yeah. later on. Well, as usual, or not as usual, as as seen last week, we'll do our weeaboo quick takes. So Uchi, best boy. Best boy is Taki. The younger brother? And no, Taki is the grandma's grandson. That is really weird to say it like that. But remember when they went to visit that grandma? Oh, Yes, yes. Best boy is Taki, and it's a bit, it's a bit cheating to say, because Taki is actually the main character from Kimi no Nawa. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. That's so good. I see why you want to do these together. There's a reason why I want to do these together. I want to give best boy to the younger brother, whose name I can't remember. But Nagi? Nagi, yeah. He... Stole it from Hodaka 
by doing the outfit swap with his ex-girlfriend to get away from yeah. the police. That was the best. And he deserves so best good. boy. <laughs> Alright, best girl. It has to be Hina. It has to be Hina. Like, I don't see any... Especially because the waifu is Natsumi. Yeah, waifu is Natsumi. Yeah, yeah. Husbando? Do you have a husbando? Uh, Keski? I guess, Kai? yeah. Or Kai? Well, that's why you this name was referring to, right? Oh, that's why right, 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 right. All the time. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I don't think there were a lot of, like, other options. Outside of, ta- you know, I'll take Taki as, as husbando. Taki, so the police officer that where to beat this child. <laughs> no, the, the same one that you were talking about. Not the cop. I thought Takai was the cop. Takai is a cop. Oh, you said Taki. Taki. Yeah, you said Taki. Yeah, is that not the the grandson? Oh my god, they have the same like name. It's so, so close. You can because you confuse the hell out of me when he did it too. I was like, yeah, he likes the what? cop. <laughs> but it's like, oh, god, Taki's the grand. Okay, I get it. There, I get it. Where they, it doesn't really matter because Taki is like, he he shows up for like three frames. That's not true. So, when he shows up for like ten, five minutes, six minutes. Yeah. And then, okay, um, there's also another character that's in the, from your yeah, name in the movie as well. Do you remember when Hodoka went to buy the little pendant thing, right? Or the, not the pendant, the ring. I think they call it the pendant. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the saleswoman, right? She's yep. the main cat. She's the main girl from Kim no Nawa. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. I love when they do stuff like that. Like nice little yeah, Easter eggs. is like famous for being like all these Easter eggs in his movies. Okay, I love that. I might have to watch more of them. Yeah, that's really good. Hell yeah! Uh, to get kind of into it though, getting into the episode, I want to start with the animation and art style because that was the first thing I saw, and I thought that was probably one of the the strongest parts of the whole movie. It's absolutely gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. The way that water looks and moves, and the way the particles of the the water fish, I think it was water fish, um, or the sky fish, I think they called them. Yeah, like the sky fish, like that whole like sky ecosystem. That was yeah, like, yeah, amazing. The sky fish looked great. The when they did the scene with the fireworks, the fireworks looked immaculate. And yeah, oh. I, I gotta say, like the anim- like the art style and some of like the shots they did. I don't know if this is super in the same vein, but the especially towards the end where they showed Tokyo flooded from the the sky view because they'd used that shot so many times. Like, hey, this is where to- this is what Tokyo looks like. This is Tokyo. This is this is how we're establishing that we're in Tokyo. And then they're like, oh, this is Tokyo now, flooded. And I'm like, hell yeah, that looks so cool to me. Like, I know, like, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Like, the Tokyo landscape, it's... It, Makoto Shinkai's movies have... Or is this Shinkai Makoto? I think it's Makoto Shinkai. His movies have this amazing look to them, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you go back and see some of his other movies, like Kim no Nawa, also set in Tokyo, Garden of Woods, set in Tokyo as well. Like, they have these amazing vistas of Tokyo, and, like, it's absolutely breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And like it continues in this movie, like the rain, like the way the rain looks, it's um, it's gorgeous. Oh, the yeah. art style, the animations, like the character like designs, this... 
the character design. We've been treated to like two very different animation styles the last two podcasts, right? We had Ping Pong the animation that was like super creative and like yeah, like oh let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Well, like you look at weathering with you, and it's just like gorgeous. Like that's the only way I can describe it. It's, yeah, it's like an art form somehow, and like oh I don't know, man. It's, well, the contrast between them was really cool too because you get Ping Pong. And ping pong, everything looks hand-drawn, whereas weathering with you doesn't look anything like that at all. Like, it looks like it's, all the lines are smooth, everything's intentional, where ping pong is very evidently the same thing, but they make it look crude, they make it look rough, and then weathering with you looks clean and crisp, and they both look amazing. Polished is a really good way to put it. They both look amazing for what they're doing. And weathering with you, it's... It has an anime movie look where it's like, it's hard to describe because it's like, I like describing anime is going through like certain like stylistic overtones, mm-hmm. right? Like a 90s anime looks like this, a 2000s has yeah. this recognizable style, 2010s has the style, right? While Shinkai's movies all like look like a Makoto Shinkai movie. It's kind of like how when you see a Miyazaki movie, like, oh, that's a Miyazaki right. movie. You know what well, I mean? Like- the one thing I found really cool about stuff like that, too, is for context for everybody, I watched for the first time the Evangelion rebuild movie, the first one yesterday. And you can see the remaining or the overlap or the change, I guess, rather, between a TV budget for a show and a movie budget. Not to say that the original Neon Genesis Evangelion looked bad, per se, but the amount of... The increase in budget for a movie for the rebuild was so good, and it shows. And, like, you can even think about, like, the way movies and, like, TV shows are produced, right? That's something we can break down in a whole different, Mm -hmm. like, uh, podcast or, like, something, right? But, like, anime shows, TV shows are, like, made, like, in a just just in time production right where like the episode gets to this tv station just in time to be aired right yeah was like say if it's a movie that like have more time to like make it look gorgeous yeah yeah and like for me that's the best thing about this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you don't have to love... s- sorry you just don't have to stretch that budget over i guess 12 half hour 20ish minute episodes Breaks down to what if I do the math? Like four ish hours, probably give or take of content. Five hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to like break all those up. And I guess like a lot of the times they'll reuse animations, which is fine. But when you have a movie, it's like, especially this one was what, an hour 40 for the runtime? You have yeah. so much less to actually animate and do. And I know a lot of studios will reuse these animations all the time. And that's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm watching Digimon 2020, and it's a little cheesy because you get the the one or the two very, very high-quality evolution like uh, cuts. Yeah, constantly. But then the rest of the, the, the non-main characters, all the supporting cast, get, like, flashes on screen, and then they're Digivolved. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to fault them by any stretch, because it's good. It looks good. Or it's fun. It look good. But, okay, I, I see the, the, the budget kind of showing but there. 
like where the budget went. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is fine. It just it feels with weather and with you, it definitely feels like the budget and not literally, I don't know literally, but the idea is that they really put a lot of care into the animation and it looked good if I enjoyed it. I loved how it looked. Yeah. Even though the art style didn't I guess like the character stuff didn't look particularly distinct, but the arts and, and maybe it's because I haven't seen anything else by like Shinkai Makoto. It didn't seem distinct to me, but it looked good. It looked super good, and it kept me inv- invested. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Like his character designs, like the character designs. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like they look like the way a person looks. They're know? realistic, but still have that anime look. look. To them. Especially um, Mr. Sugo, I think. Or Sugo-chan. Is, it, is that what they called him? Suga-chan. Suga-chan. Or Mr. Suga is, it, is what the, the subtitle said. I don't know if Chan is the right like suffix, I guess. But the Kai or K. Oh, Kai. Kaisuke. Kaisuke. Suga-san. Suga-san. Suga-san! That's what I was trying to get at. Dang it. Thank you. But the way he walked was very like... What's that? My weave is showing. Okay, it's not showing by doing an anime podcast by any stretch, but sound off, (laughs) (laughs) But But to the point, to the point, he... The way he walked, I'm not going to describe it well, but like with the, the, the... His knees out and like shrugged over kind of thing. I don't see a lot of people walking like that. Maybe that's a thing in Japan. I don't know. But it didn't, it, it still gave that like anime vibe where it's, yeah. they, they're distinct characters. They look unique without being like over the top anime characters with like wacky hair or ridiculous traits. They just looked like unique characters that could still fit into the world as is. Yeah. That's honestly, yeah, that's the truth about them. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you think about the question movie? Yeah, it looked great. It looked fantastic. What did you think about the score? Okay, I'm gonna ramp on because the score is actually really great. It's an amazing soundtrack by Radwins. It's a good score. It's really good. You remember when I said I was gonna like half on about the music in like the two movies? Well, we never did end up doing Kimino Now Well, but like Radwins did the soundtrack for this both this movie and the Kimono Nawa, right? And it's yeah. a really great soundtrack. It's yeah. it's memorable. It's distinct. It's like that scene of them falling through the clouds and you've got like the big soundtrack playing, right? And just when he catches her and then it, like it crescendos. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And you're like, yeah. No, it's, it's the nice part I liked about the, the score is that nothing stood out to me, but I always knew when the music was adding an impact, you know? I'm not, Maybe it's not that it didn't stand out to me, but it's just I never felt like, oh, I gotta go add this to to my super me mega mix on Spotify for my mixtape nonsense, you know? Yeah. And this it, the soundtrack is very different. Yeah, yeah. but I continue. It was it's, great. It, they did a good job of where they placed the music, and I think and when it comes views. to... You're the movie podcaster, so you tell me if this is incorrect. When it comes to like a score like that, placing the music is more important than the music itself to a degree 
Like, maybe not, like, every single time, but I, I think you could make a case that you could have great music. You could have the best composer put the best music or, or give you the best music, but if it's misplaced or not utilized well, it's not going to be good, regardless. Yeah. But yeah, if you 100%. Have, yeah, but if you have mediocre music placed in the right spots, I really do think it's going to have much more impact than good music in bad spots. I don't think yeah. that's a hot take by any stretch, but... Oh, it's not a hot take, you know. Like, if you actually... Because I've found the OST on Spotify, right? Right. The OST and the album itself is less than... It's really short. I think it's, like, only 12, like, 10 or, like, 11 songs long, right? Mm. And, like, a lot of them are also, like, only two, two... A minute or two minutes long, right? Yeah. And, like, the whole idea of this soundtrack for this movie wasn't supposed to be, like, this large, bombastic, like over-the-top soundtrack. It was, like, more muted, more, like, calming, more, like, rain. Yeah. <laughs> that makes that's sense. Honestly, it's, it's a rain soundtrack. It sounds like a cheap way to describe it, but it's correct. <laughs> it's super on point. Like, you know? It, I, uh, the whole whole thing, it's... So, it, uh, I, kinda, I guess kind of backtracking a little bit to animation, art style and stuff. It's cool to see, like, this show... Lean into the rainy atmosphere and environment that I guess a lot of shows would not use the same way, I suppose, in that, okay, well, you're going to use rain, everything's sad. Everything's sad when it's raining. But in yeah. this show, it's just always raining. It's always and, raining. It's like, yeah. this is what the story we're telling, right? And like, yeah. this is a soundtrack we're going to tie with the story, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah. like... Out of all the songs and like the soundtrack, there's only one song I added to my playlist. That's that like large, over the top, bombastic song at the end, right? Right. You know, like I don't know if like the version you found that had like the subtitles for the, like the translated subtitles for the song, as well. I think they did, but I was kind of in a rush, so I didn't really like stick and listen to it. So I'll probably have to do that. Yeah, I remember like, just like reading some of them. And it's just like some of the words. It's like we gave up our wings so we could fly. I'm like, damn, you gave up your wings so you could fly? It's kind of sad, but I get it. <laughs> that reads like an I'm 14 and this is deep post. I mean, the main characters were like 15 and 16. Oh, it's just 14 for most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, technically. <laughs> uh, I think th this score really holds up well. Like, it fits well with the animation and the art style. And that's not where my disappointment in the movie lies the, my disappointment in this movie is not in the animation it's not in the score it's in something else which is kind of hard to describe but comes in like the plot and the story mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that after we take our nice little intermission little intermission thank you again everyone for hanging out with us today our intermission message for you, lovely folks, is that we are very excited to announce that next month we will be doing Mecha March. Both animes we do for March will be Mecha animes. We everyone has voted. We're going to be doing SSSSSSSSSS Gridman. Just to make sure I got enough S's in there, and we're going to be doing some Gundam. Most likely doing some Gundam. Everything in March is about big robots. The streams about big robots. The the I'm I'm going to be. That's it. Big robots. I actually don't want to put that last part about the stream. But everything is going to be about big robots. Join us, Rebecca March. It's going to be amazing. 
And now we can get back to the show. The story and the plot are where the show loses me. Yeah. Or the the movie loses me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sound off a little bit here, and maybe not in a good way. But God. I liked the premise of the Sunshine Girl. I yeah. liked the story behind a lot of the characters. I liked what they did with the story, but it took way too long. I feel like that movie should have been 20 minutes shorter. And I think that would have kept me hooked. And I would have been able to be like, yeah, like I watched this thing through, but I found myself like pausing it to take a break from the show every 15 to 20 minutes, or I guess from the movie every 15 to 20 minutes because I was, it was fluff in between. Yeah. And not to say that that's always bad. It's just not for me. Yeah. I know you had a bunch of stuff to say about this, so so you go right ahead, Uchi. Sound off, King. I I definitely agree. Like, there's one thing that Makoto does do is like he does add a lot of like fluff and like daily like slice of life into his movies, right? Mm-hmm. And like sometimes that's a good thing if it like plays off really well. Sometimes it can just add to this move to a movie being longer than necessary, right? Yeah. For me, I I don't know how to describe it. Like. Technical a lot of technical levels, the plot is actually really fascinating. So I can pretty cool, yeah. right? This whole idea of like you've got the sunshine go and like essentially sees a human sacrifice so that the weather stays normal, mm-hmm. right? And you put like she's out here in an orphan trying to look out for a little brother, you got a runaway kid in Tokyo, he's trying to like make it better, make it work, right? Mm-hmm. And like even like the end of the movie where they said, you know, like to heck with the world. The world doesn't owe us anything. We choose our own destiny and we change that stuff, right? Yeah. All that pops off, right? And like, there's something missing from this movie and it's, it's hard to say what it is because like, I don't want to say Kimi no Nawa like has like the same general like kind of like idea premises, right? But Kim no Nawa has like this like little spark, this like little thing in it where it like makes you like overlook all these like little flaws in the movie, like that necessarily like flop, that necessarily does, right? This movie's got something missing in it that makes it work. And like maybe that's where my big disappointment in this movie lies, right? I entirely agree with that. I think it just needed one thing to pull on because it was so 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 close in my opinion. It it was like a knot that hasn't been pulled tight. Yeah. If, if some, there was something there, and I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it needed more of the, like, cool action scene. Not action scenes, but maybe it needed more of the the lore that it was giving you. Of, like, the world and the magic and the sky. Because they dropped all these little seeds. Oh, there's an ecosystem in a cloud. Because Accumulonimbus yeah. has enough water there's to hold a this. lake. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that, and I'm going to turn it into something for my D&D world. Don't call me out like that. How dare you? (laughs) But, like, it's true. It's got, like, all these little, like, little things in this movie that are there, but it's just missing the end. And maybe that's why I'm so disappointed in this, because, like, I'm I'm a big fan of Makoto Shinkai, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen Five Centimeters Apart. I've seen Garden of Wars. I've seen 
your name, right? And like in that order, right? Five something is a part is like it went five something is part Garner Woods, your name, then this movie, right? And with each movie, you could see him getting better, you could see it getting better, and like all this coming together. And then your name was like perfection, where like he seemed to like get all the stars to align, mm-hmm. and it became this massive hit, right? And it's like I remember first time watching that movie, just being like, this is. I know I don't normally curse, but this is fucking amazing. Yeah, this I mean, you, is you, what you, we enjoy. <laughs> you know? Sorry, I interrupted you. I shouldn't have done that. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> like, like, all these, like, little things that he does, these, like, over-the-top plots, these, like, characters that interact and grow together, this intertwining of fate, right? Yeah. And then whether if you felt like a step back, mm. it felt like all these things that... Kim no Nawa did, but not as well, you know? It feels and... like, to me, it felt like they had this net full of fish that was so good, and then they just didn't reel it in. Everything about yeah. this movie was incredibly good, in my opinion, but nothing connected it to make it so good, I guess. Maybe... There's nothing that like ties it together to make it yes. like, spot yeah. like this, this is this anime show, right? Uh, Nagi no Eskora, or Law in the Sea, right? It also deals with, like, the end of the world and, like, characters love sacrifice. Like, the same general ideas as, like, this movie, right? Mm-hmm. But Nagi no Eskora, like, it has something in it that makes it work. It's, like, the characters, like, the way the characters interact, like, the motivations, the way that tied together makes it work, right? Mm-hmm. And like I don't want to go into too much detail because spoilers. And like maybe one day you'll watch it, right? Yeah, fair. And like it's the same thing. Like with weathering with you, like it seems to have like all these things that we want to make it work, but it's just missing something. Maybe like maybe if you didn't tease us about the law of like this the sky, right? Of like these yeah. frogs appearing because like every, at the end of the movie, what is the point of like the fish like flying on the ground? It looked cool. Yeah. But what was the point? What's the point of the giant-ass frog in downtown Tokyo, you know? Yeah. And I liked that stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's cool when you overlap stuff like that. But I just... I wish it had more meaning, I guess. And maybe that's me nitpicking, because I didn't think this movie was all that bad. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm being very critical of it right now, but I still think I gave it like a 7 out of 10 on my anime list. I think this movie is actually really, really good. Yeah. (laughs) But still disappointment. Yeah. They, I think it's because I want it to be so good and it looked like it was going to be so good and I was expecting it to be so good and then it was just okay Yeah. in terms of the story and stuff. Like like I was saying, like the animation and art style and the score, like amazing. The characters are great. I like them. But the whole story of the movie was just okay and I think that really, unfortunately, pulls me back from like re-watching this movie again. Not that I don't think I will, but it's gonna not. It's not yeah. something that'll happen like quickly. It's not something that you go out, seek out of your way to rewatch it. Like I remember mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, like like I went with my friend, right? We're coming out of the movie theater, and he's like, "Oh, how do you find it?" I'm like, "I don't know." It's like I don't know if I like it or not, right? And I was like, at the time, I was like, "Oh, I want to rewatch it to see if it's better." Right. And like it took me a year for us to bring it back onto the podcast. Where I was like, "Hey." Maybe I just need to bring someone who's unbiased, who hasn't seen both whether I'm with you and Kino Nawa, so they can say, like, am I just being biased and like saying like, oh, I'm being overcritical or Right. I don't know. Like 
the plot is it's it's good but like it's missing something and like maybe it's also like that high expectation like I have for Makoto Shinkai movies where like if it doesn't like leave me feeling like some type of way of like great like afterwards and like ah, eh, you know yeah yeah also I found the gun subplot kind of unnecessary yeah oh I get the gun subplot because that's how they got to the end and that's why he's being chased and that's how he got caught for being a runaway and kind of progressed things so I'm not wor- like the I, I I like the gun subplot I thought the gun subplot was fine I thought it was a good way to progress everything keep everything going I mean I, my thing oh yeah see I just can't believe that he pointed a gun at cops. And got away with it. Exactly. I was like, uh, this man's getting shot today. I was like, you about to die. Yeah. That was kind of like okay. one of the weird like loopholes too. Because he like, he doesn't just point the gun at the cops, but he points the gun at uh, Suga-chan. Suga-san. Suga-san. Frick, man. He, he points the gun at Suga-san. And Suga-san still helps him out. I think Which for me, Suga-san was interesting because at the end of the Hodoka is also just a kid, right? Okay, this is one thing I do really like about the movies: the fact that the kids are portrayed as kids, so they are dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. do stupid things, you know. Yeah, and <laughs> so I did like, like that. That really brought out the characters to me. Anyway, I thought that was yeah. Cool. <laughs> Him pointing the gun at Suga-san because like he can't go see his. The girl he loves, right? I was like, yeah, fine. Like, that's understandable. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a stupid thing to do, but you're like 16. You don't know better. You're yep. literally a runaway kid in Tokyo with no plan on how to survive. Yeah, yeah. It was it was you a know? desperation move. And in that regard, like, when you mention it like that, it kind of makes a little more sense. I didn't really makes think sense. about that at all. Because they, they did end up doing, like, very adult things by getting that hotel room, running around, like, and I guess... I guess falling in love is also like a teenage thing too. I won't. Yeah, fight it's it's weird. That. It's like they they're both they do the teenagers try to act like adults. So you've got like a fourteen year old trying to stay, trying to like be an adult so that she doesn't get separated from a ten year old brother. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's all justifiable things. Like Hodaka, I like the fact that Hodaka's the story about like what happened between him and his parents and like his town is never explored. Yeah. Like I it's just like the fact that and I thought that was cool. They're just like, oh, why did you run away from home? It's suffocating. We'll leave it at that, right? You don't Didn't need like to break it. it down for that. Yep. No. It's Yeah. I, I again like I have a lot of good things to say about this movie, but it does still feel like there's just one Something missing. thing missing. Yeah. Anyway, you did put into our show notes that you wanted to cover the climate slash weather change. So what did you want to cover with that? So in an interview Makoto did, Makoto Shinkai did about, like, just before the movie came out, he talks about, like, how, like, the climate and weather on Tokyo is changing, right? He never said that this movie was about climate change, but he talks about, like, how in the summers it's, like, raining more, like, it rains right. more, the rainy season is heavier, right? And like we, we're going to talk about it in this movie, right? The this movie, you've got little moments of interjection, like from people, like older people in Tokyo being like, oh, I remember back when I was a kid, we'd have summers, like actual summers, but now it just rains all the time, right? right? Or like we'd have this, right? Or like 
but this kid with like asthma can't go out and enjoy because like the rain yeah and like even the whole like sunshine girl right her whole premise is like she's a human quote-unquote human sacrifice to like appease the weather god so like yeah tokyo remains the, the way tokyo is right and at the end of the movie tokyo's flooded quote unquote an objection to like how climate change is gonna flood huge parts of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Well you could even argue that the Sunshine Girl is a metaphor for climate change itself, where we're trying we're not intentionally doing it like similar to the Sunshine Girl premise, but it does have a human I guess involvement in climate and weather mm. in like a much, much smaller scale. But it does have that human involvement, and that human involvement leads to a cataclysmic turnaround of flooding most of Tokyo. And if you, it kind of plays up where, oh, okay, well, she only stopped the rain for maybe a couple minutes, or the atmosphere is only raising by like a tenth of a degree to a degree, but that small change still has to play out elsewhere because. That you're not mitigating the problem, you're simply sweeping it under the rug. Similar to what what Mm -hmm. most of humanity's solutions and attempts at mitigating climate change have been. Not systematic change that is required to fix something like this, but small solutions so people feel better about what's going on. They feel better about what's going on, right? I like... I really do find it interesting, especially, like, when you mentioned, like, she made, like, all these small changes for, like, a minute or two, right? Do you know it's, like, every time she, like, towards, like, the middle, slash, three quarters of the movie, whenever she made, like, she'd stop the weather, like, stop the rain, mm-hmm. it'll come back the next day and, like, the temperature will be colder. Yeah. And, like, the more she did it, the more it rained, the colder it kept getting into, like, the snowing in August. And I was looking, I was like, man, that looks like something that would happen in Winnipeg. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the day when it snows and, like... Oh, we were talking about that today even it's three degrees celsius outside it's still it's not so bad anymore but i just looked over yeah. my shoulder it's still it's, it's still snowing it's three degrees in the- yeah which is okay not that abnormal it's it's not out of the question for us to have an early spring here and there but this is really early for us normally we have yeah. snow until mid-march remember when it was like one degree at the beginning of february and we we're just like okay <laughs> and then we had a week this- of Minus 40, right in between. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's... as we move yeah. into the end of the show, I would just like you all to know to empathize with us because we live in a place that was actually colder than the surface of Mars at one point. You yeah. can find the articles all over the internet. I hate it here. You can. We, we It's so cold. But like, my final point is about just like weather and climate change. Right? Yeah. yeah. When, what's his name, went to visit him? When Hodega went to visit the grandma, right? Right. And he was like, I'm sorry. Like, she was like, yeah, no, my house got flooded. I don't live there anymore, right? Like, the whole area got flooded. And he's like, I'm sorry. And it's like, what are you sorry for? It's not your fault. Like, the the weather or, like, the climate's always changing. The weather, Tokyo used to be underwater, used to be a bay. It's just yeah. going back to the way it originally was, right? Right. And, like, I like the way at the end of the movie, he's like, no, we change the weather. We change climate change. It's kind of like, Makoto Shinkai, like, bring out the point where people are like, yeah, like, the weather does, like, what the weather does, right? And it's just, like, going back to its original state, right? Where instead it's like, no, we are actively changing the weather. Like, 
humanity is playing a part and like we have to accept that yeah he almost directly says it not even almost he does directly say it where hey i'm sorry we did this to you you know i don't know maybe i'm just like overly critical of this movie because like i had such high expectations and like is that on me for having high expectations because i've seen what the director can do right mm-hmm. if he's con if you've seen his growth and he's just dropping bomb after bomb after bomb and then like he drops which a movie which i consider a masterpiece right i i gave kim no now a 10 out of 10 on my anime Dang. list and then he comes through and gives me this and i'm just like it's fine you know like am i wrong for being disappointed or like it's it's not nah. that you're disappointed specifically in the movie you're at, you're disappointed at what you expected which i think you have every right to be considering how you judged and rated his last handful of films yeah like his last handful are like really good and like Okay, I'm I'm gonna be that person. Like I've seen Kim No Now maybe eight times now. Dang. That movie came out five years ago. Like I'm gonna yeah. roll. And I I don't think I'll watch Weathering with you again. That's fair. That's fair. Like twice is enough for me. Like, I might give has. it another shot in the future, just cause. Just cause. But it, not for any other reason. I wanna sit and not think about it critically, you know? Maybe that'll make it better. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. It's time for everyone's favorite game show. Does Jodo know? Yay! Jodo, Jodo, Jodo. Oh, heck yeah. All right, hit All me. Right. Question one. Wait. Uh, and at this Sorry. point, we still have to explain how does Jodo know? Or like, if you're on episode six, I think you might have a general idea. Just in case, just in case. Know. If you're new here, we love you and thank you. But how does Jordan know is simply a segment where Uchi asks me questions about anime because I'm new to this. If you want, you can win brownie points by guessing how many questions I'm going to get correct of the total we have today, which is this week, like last week, we have three questions because I find that like that's kind of like the sweet spot. You know? It's a good spot. It's a good yeah. number. So, okay, question one. Question one. Spirited, Spirited Away was previously the highest grossing anime movie. What movie has replaced it? Is it another Ghibli movie? It's not. Oh, God. Is it the one that you're huge on that you watched eight times? No, that movie is number three on the list. Dang. I'll give you a hint. It came out last year. Evangelion Rebuild 3. No. I don't actually know if that came out last year, but I don't know. It's Demon Slayer Mugan Train. I would have never gotten that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the highest grossing anime movie of all time, which is <gasps> weird because it came out in a pandemic year. So that just puts into context how huge that movie is. Yeah. And I should know because I want to watch it. But theaters are still closed. Oof. All right, question and two. I, question two. Name Makoto Shinkai's feature film debut. I have no idea. I'm not even gonna. Because you said he's been making films forever. Yeah. Okay, so his feature film debut is a movie called The The Place Promised in Our Early Days. Yeah, there's no way. Okay, 0 for 2. Let's see. Can I get 1? This one's leading right up to you because I was like, let me throw you a bone. (laughs) 
Which year did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Fat and Blood manga debut? Oh my god. I don't actually know. Is it like 80... Is it the 80s? It's the 80s? Like, is it like 87 or 89? 87. Ah, yeah, that was the first one too! I was like, I knew JoJo had been around forever. So I was like, okay, like... I know it's been, like, airing since the 90s, so the manga had to come before that. I'm sure I've seen it. Like, posted somewhere, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. So, one for three. Go let us one know on all of your favorite social medias, every single one, uh, how many you thought that I was going to get right of all those questions. But and thank I you again. Go. Everyone, thank you again for listening to another thank episode of Jordos Was Our Podcast. Uchi, do you have anything to say to our lovely lovely friends yeah of course you know stay safe stay healthy drink some water hug a person okay don't hug a person no, it's supposed yet. to be socially distancing not yet hug your cats your there dog your wifey body pillow see now we're catering to the audience that we're trying to good move good move but thanks everyone <laughs> next time we'll be starting mecca march Mecha yeah. March is going to kick ass. We're going to watch some sweet movies about big robots. It's going to be cool. Punching other, either monsters or other big robots in the face. Either way, it's awesome. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>